Well, we don't have <clears throat> much of an agenda tonight. We're just kind of yeah, bullshit kinda one. bullshitting about uh, yeah, about R100 and TAC and uh, how yeah. am I new infatuation with 3D. That's fun, dude. It's a lot of fun. I've never, I, it's fun, I've never done it. it. I, well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm three oh, weeks old it. to I'm a month. I'm a month old of 3D. Oh, dude. It's a, it's, it's, it's the most fun you can have with your clothes on. Uh, mm-hmm. if you ask me, uh, you oh, know, I, awesome. I, I had shot, you know, 3D with myself and, you know, maybe two or three other guys, uh, you know, down at the mm-hmm. uh, club I'm at with my wife, but I had never done it like, in any sort of competition setting and it was it was a good yeah. time and a lot of fun oh yeah um yeah you, you always get to meet a lot of different people and it's fun yeah yeah the first day i shot with uh i think it was a father son and the like the son was older than me and mm-hmm. uh i guess the father the dad had like he said his the his bull uh his bull elk for Kansas was like the number two bull elk ever taken in Kansas, which was pretty neat. Uh, yeah. And, uh, then the second day I shot with, um, Oh, a couple, I shot with three other people, two guys and a gal, uh, that were friends with, uh, a guy I'm actually Facebook buddies with, um, uh named nick uh no not nick oh god now i'm forgetting his name um yeah well yeah nick uh uh uh, nick nicholas uh nicholas dawa uh but uh (laughs) i was i was scrolling so i show up without getting too ahead of ourselves i show up and i went over to the practice range and i was kind of dicking around and i was the only one there with a trap bow and this guy was like, man, I really like that bow. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. He's like, do you mind if I shoot it? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm, I'm always like, like people that don't shoot trad, like, or that haven't shot trad bows very often. I'm always like a little apprehensive about just because mm-hmm. like, I don't want them to like do something weird. And like, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm just kind of weirded out. But I, I wasn't like mm-hmm. super apprehensive. But I was like, eh, if it breaks, it breaks, whatever. Uh, so he shot it a couple times and asked me a couple questions. Like, took a picture of it and all that. And we were scrolling. I, w- I was scrolling through Facebook that night right before I passed out, and I saw a picture of him, uh, of that guy, uh, like up in the mouth of the hippo, uh, of the 3D hippo, like he was being eaten by it. And I was like, "Oh, this is definitely the guy that shot my bow this morning," <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> had no idea we were Facebook friends. And, uh, uh, you know, commented on there. Then the next, uh, actually the next day I was shooting with people, uh, that were part of his group, but they like drove separately or something. And we came, we came back around or he came back around to us on the backside of the course. And he was, he was like, uh, he goes, Oh, uh, um, how, how are you shooting? I said, Oh, not too bad. I said, it's so funny. Like that that were Facebook friends. He said, what? And I said, yeah, dude, like I saw your post last night. I commented on it. He said, we're Facebook friends. I said, yeah. Uh, and, and we, you know, just had a <laughs> chuckle over it. And I, and so get this. So then I, I was like, Oh, here, I've got something for you. And I had some stickers from, yeah, for yeah. us. And, uh, and I, I pull them out had, and like, didn't say anything. I was like, here, here you go. And he goes, wait, 
He said, wait, you're the guy from Lethal Podcast? And I said, yeah. And uh, he turns around to, I think it's his girlfriend or his wife or something. And and she goes, we were literally listening to you on the drive here. I was like, oh, shit. Like, (laughs) uh, I said, the Archery Myths episode? And they were like, yeah, we were just listening to it. I was like, oh, well. thanks (laughs) thanks <laughs> then he was like can i get a picture with you holding the trad bow i was like oh god like i'm not that good man like <laughs> we're just three guys that made a podcast four guys that made a podcast like it's not right it's not a real big deal but it was really funny but it was a good time uh then so yeah so now he's buying uh let's see i don't know if he's i don't know if he, he said he's gonna get some galaxy limbs to mess around with but he's getting a uh who's it made by a john's custom archery riser and this thing looks dope it's like really skinny uh uh, i'll send you a picture blaine like like imagine like that that one riser you bought from that that guy that's just like super thick yep it's like the opposite of that i think i've Uh, seen him but it's got but it's got similar lines to it like Mm -hmm. it's hard to describe but like he showed it to me and i was like yeah i'm into that so uh yeah yeah i think i've seen it seen those before i know i know they're pretty popular actually with they're not terribly expensive either yeah so but he uh he really liked my my black wolf uh and he was like man so light i'm like yeah like they're sweet they're they're, sweet riser yeah so anyway that was a a part of my r100 weekend um so we're just doing a little recap tonight over uh so i shot uh reinhardt 100 over the weekend and rob shot total archery challenge where was it at uh boyne mountain michigan boyne boyne mountain michigan you said it's a ski resort and right? i shot yeah okay okay what'd you do boyne and i shot a local 3d course so there you go hey i'm i'm, I'm just as cool right uh, i mean yeah I, hey well in next I, year <laughs> i said that you might be coming with me so yes I'm definitely giving it a hard, hard thought for sure. Oh, it'll happen. That's a definite maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, I had a hell of a time. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, I'm kind of a, a 3D virgin. Um, never really shot it. Uh, not not, be- not because I was against it or anything. I just never got into it that much. Uh, but now after one go around with it, I am hooked uh so the wife and i are going to a another shoot down in southern missouri in a couple weeks that um it's actually right next to black widow so we're gonna uh we're gonna cut out of work we're gonna cut cut out of work uh early on friday and head down to the black widow head down to the black widow factory and shoot all the bows that they have so and dude you have to send me (laughs) You have to send me pictures of like all those bows. I was talking because... to I was talking to Drew from Selway, and yep. he I, just he just sent me a whole shit ton of pictures of his new bow dude, today. I am in <laughs> oh, I am God. into that green widow. Oh, thing is, dude, though, right? I I am oh. really really into it. So yeah, yeah so we're gonna go it's down go down there, do that. We're gonna do uh, Wonders of Wildlife, which is real good time down there in uh, Springfield, where it's the headquarters of Bass Pro. So. And we're going to shoot some 3D over the weekend, so it'll be fun. But, um, yeah, R- Rob, do you want to talk about R100 
or you didn't go to R100. Do you want to talk about TAC first? Because it's it's very different than R100, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I've done the R100 in the past. Um, actually, I think the last time I did R100 was four years ago, which mm-hmm. was the first year that I did TAC, uh, Total Archery Challenge. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, if I'm going to drive a handful of hours for a, a bigger shoot, mm-hmm. I'm doing Total Archery Challenge. Um, at least just for our, our R100 in Sparta, Wisconsin is very clustered and very flat. And it really had no draw for me. probably just because of the clubs that I have around me. Right. Where, you know, I can drive a quarter of the distance and be at a handful of different courses in other places in Wisconsin that have much more appealing terrain um, and shot variety. Um, Mm -hmm. But that really is dependent on the location, right? Um, Yeah. But... Total Archery Challenge, um, I believe they're up to eight events across the country now. Um, they just For TAC, added, really? Yeah. Because um, they have, uh, um, what is it, Big Sky, Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, Skybird in Utah. Snowbird. Snow- Snowbird. Yep. Yeah. Um, then they have, um, one down in Texas, San San Antonio. Yeah. Um, one in Leeds, South Dakota. Yep. Um, that's, I'm going to that one. Tennessee has one. Um, Vermont is a new one. Um, Mm. and from talking with the guy who, I guess the owner, um, the guy that runs the show, Sean, um, Vermont was a very nice course. Oh yeah. So well, there's there's mountains there, right? There's mountains in Vermont. Yeah. Vermont so yeah, that'd be cool. So mm-hmm. that's as a group, we've been chatting about potentially doing a uh, uh, destination one of these years. And uh, two of our guys did do Tennessee this year. Drove down. Yeah. And then did uh, Michigan as well. But uh, yeah. Cool. It's uh, I guess the biggest difference is it's not a, um, well, one, it's primarily non-competitive, mm-hmm. um, but there's no, um, like pre-cleaned trails. There's no, uh, cleaned shooting lanes. Oh, it's. It's very much intended to try and replicate um, challenging hunting shots. Interesting. Um, and so, like, for the three of the courses, you take the ski lift up to the top of the hill, and then uh, you start wandering and wrapping your way around the mountain um, following ribbons. Right. And so you follow a, a ribbon until you get to a cone, and then once you're at the cone, you have to find your target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's 
a lot of times they're tucked into cover. Um, so you'll be, you know, navigating your shot through uh, gaps in trees, through like the crotch of trees on some of the longer range shots. Um, and so just a lot of oddball challenging, like you better bring your focus. Right. Um, and that's even to the point of like, you've got a fairly broadside shot, but you've got a couple of saplings in between you and the target. Mm -hmm. And one of those saplings might be covering the 12 or, you know, a good portion of the 10 ring. And so now you're, you're picking and choosing, you know, what shot you want to make. Right. Um, and that's in our case, if there was something in our way that was close enough to the target, we just went through it. <laughs> you just shot through it. Um, <laughs> because if it's in the foam, awesome. it works. Right. But, yep. uh, yeah, it's, it's a riot. Um, it's like one of the courses, I guess two of the courses, uh, Prime and Sitka, are typically averaging between 60 and 70 yards <sighs> over 25 shots. Um, That's a good poke. The uh, locals course is like a max of 60. Mm -hmm. Those are primarily like 30 to 40. Um and then uh, the Mountain Ops course is, I want to say, like a max of 80, but it's kind of a wide range. That one is the most physically demanding, at least for this location. Right. Um, it's just a lot of vertical. Um, Straight up and down stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, as far as like physically... Challenging. Oh, you just having to walk um, up and down all the time. Yeah. yeah. So you're you shoot and you're gonna climb up this giant incline, and mm -hmm. then you're gonna shoot down that incline from a different spot, and then you're gonna walk back up a different incline, and so you're just doing a lot of up and down. Um, as we did, prime and mountain ops on day one, and logged twelve. What was it like 12.2, 12.3 miles? Gracious me. Um, for 50 targets. Um, and had oh, like 85 or 90 uh, floors that we covered. Mm hmm. Um, so I mean, it, it's, it's not just, uh, you know, being a decent shot, it's being a decent shot while you're like, you know, exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, air. you can set your own pace. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you're with a group of people and you're trying to all kind of keep moving. And uh, that's we were averaging like on the the two long courses there. Um, we were like three and a half to four hours for a course. Whew. That's a good hike, but so yeah. j just because I've never, I mean, well, I've never shot, you know, 3d until a month ago, but, um, uh, you know, growing up here in the Midwest, I've never 
I've never had to take a like a crazy angle shot uh, that was, you know, longer than 15 to 20 yards. Uh, what mm-hmm. what does the I guess the cut look like when you're taking like a hard angle shot at like 60 plus? Is it are you are you adjusting your sight tape by like 10 plus yards or was what does that look like for elevation? Mm hmm. No, I have a angle compensated rangefinder, and so uh, when you're looking at distance, mm-hmm. you're shooting the linear horizontal distance, right, right, right. And so as long as your form stays the same, you keep your T, and you know your point of references all stay in the same relation, and none of those angles change from poorer form, right then that's the the physical distance that you're shooting um as far as the duration that gravity is acting on it right 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 so it could be a hundred and 120 yards uh you know if i held a string on the target and one at me but with the angle that might be 110 yards Mm -hmm. right and so i sight in i set up with my rangefinder i trust my rangefinder right um which is something that a lot of guys like i've heard i think i've heard it mentioned on kafaru cast i think uh but that's something that uh the second group of guys i shot with this weekend had two separate range finders and they were like two yards apart and they oh, yeah. it, they it was i like i shoot it with my range finder and determine my yardage based on that and you shoot it with your range finder and you determine your yardage based on that uh because that's what you sighted it in with you yeah. need to it, it doesn't matter what the actual distance is right as long as your reference is correct Right. So if if you sight it in and set up your tape or set up your, uh, you know, um, if you're doing like uh, string walking or face walking or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. yep. if you set up your crawl, if you know your references based on your rangefinder, you're inherently accounting for the errors of your rangefinder. Right. And if you use someone else's rangefinder, those errors may become apparent. <laughs> Indeed, you know it's um, in a lot of cases it's gonna with quality rangefinders they should be close. But like across our group, we had two um, two sets of Vortec Rangers, um, a Leopold. And I forget what the other like ancient one was, um, <laughs> but two of us or three of us had angle comp, right? One of us didn't, mm-hmm. and it was very apparent. And so then the question mark comes in is even if he sighted in with that non compensated rangefinder. He should continue. He to needs do it. to. Well, yeah, but he needs to compensate for the angle, right? <laughs> and so now, Which... now you're 
you're going, okay, mine says this, yours says that. Yeah, subtract the difference. (laughs) I'm taking a guess at where this should be. Right. But, yeah, it's, I mean, like, for scoring purposes, um, hard elevation changes can be a challenge because it's limiting your window for the rings right right um Mm -hmm. and with this event being uh non-comp we essentially just count kills Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily look at the rings for counting kills yep we're looking at okay i shot this you know straight up a hill and i put my arrow right behind the front leg. It's going up through the lung out the other lung. Yeah. It's a good shot. Right. You know, where if you look at the target, you're going, well, that's a five. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You know, but we're looking at it from more of a hunting uh, perspective and just kind of pushing ourselves in some of these goofy situations, you know, um, having to shoot from your knees or having to shoot from an awkward, you know, body position and, you know, just kind of figuring out where you might be lacking. Um, that, that's what I really enjoy about, about the event is it gets me out of the normal flat footed, you know, slight hill, kind of mentality where it right everything is comfortable um you know it, it can really help to uh understand where you're actually at as a shooter to get yourself uncomfortable and uh push your limits a little bit yeah um so are are any of the like is there any scoring that they want you to do at all or is it literally just like show up and shoot um it's pretty much like show up and shoot like you have like can you report your scores at the end like is that even an option they give you they have scorecards that they give you okay um and i guess i have never once turned one in Mm -hmm. i've never been asked for one um i know Two years ago, they did King of the Mountain, which was on the Prime course, which is like the premier course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was on top of your day fee. There was a pay-in for a competitive uh, portion of the event. Right. And that was uh, like legit competitive scoring. Um, with with a money payout, right? Um, but yeah, guys, I, de- guys definitely start acting different when a money payout's involved, for sure. Oh yeah, and that's we're there to have fun, like right. It's uh, a lot of, I mean, some of us haven't shot past a certain distance, and now we're trying to. Others have, and you know, are, are more prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I mean, and in a lot of cases you might be presented with shots that 
you blatantly would go, I would not take that shot. Right, right. Like, this is ridiculous. I would not be shooting a bedded buck at 85 yards that is surrounded by popple. <laughs> like, you got to thread the needle. <laughs> but it's, uh, from a challenge aspect, it, it's a riot. And uh, yeah, it's, we ended up doing uh, a Trad Sunday. So all of us had traditional bows with, mm-hmm. and we decided to attack two of the courses with the uh, stick and string. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Had a lot of fun doing that. Oh, man. Like, and I mean, granted, I'm shooting this longbow at like 128 feet per second. I really haven't shot it past 20 yards <laughs> because one, because of the speed um, and two, because I just really don't have a ton of room. Sure. Like when I, yeah. when I go drive somewhere else to go shoot long, I'm normally shooting my compound. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I very quickly started uh, figuring out uh tip preference and uh it only took a, a handful of, of shots to start you getting a feel for aimer. that what was that no just kidding you evil aimer right I'm gonna shoot instinctive. hey okay so so i <laughs> i shoot instinctive inside of yeah. like 20 yards yep um i'm just totally giving you shit because i'm, I'm pretty aimer. sure i know i know but uh, oh man i hold now on. hold on I, time out i'm going to right now i'm going to like in post prod i'm going to insert like a breaking news sound like right here <laughs> uh the push archery just announced that their newest collaboration with pack is going to be a master mm-hmm. warrior course with clay hayes mm-hmm. and that is dope i'm pumped do 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 break you yep. sound so okay i'm so sorry to interrupt you i just like if You're i could if i kept uh if, if i didn't talk about it like I was, gonna, I, I was going to forget about it. yeah i was either going to forget about it or just or just burst out later so uh yeah yep. sorry continue yeah. <laughs> um please but continue. uh so now i'm i'm aware that my my point on is somewhere in the low 30 Mm-hmm. Um, really fi- at 100 that's at pretty 100, good 130 feet per second you're in the low are you shooting split or three under three under now wow mm-hmm. makes sense that's wild um, that is pretty crazy but yeah i believe you though it's and that's i have not fine-tuned it i'm going off of on neither yeah. of the courses did i have a shot that was between 25 and 35 really right right and so I was going, okay, well, my my 40 is kind of around here. And that's I actually I did one at at what was it? I forget. But I, I tried just putting point on one and I just completely whiffed and I went, okay, so it's not that distance. <laughs> right. Yep. Um that's how you figure it out. On like the fifty and sixty yard shots, I was literally like I'm glad that I was surrounded by trees 
because I was going, okay, that's what I want to hit. Okay, let's climb halfway up this tree <laughs> and launch. And after like two of them, I got a decent feel for it. I was starting to drop them in on the 50 and 60s. I actually ended up hitting 180. And oh, wow. Like, oh, it was a complete luck. Like, there was no, there, <laughs> that's a, I will oh. not lie at all. There was no skill involved in that. It was a poke and hope, and I just about fell over when I heard foam. <laughs> right. But it was a riot. Like, I'm uh, very excited to do it again next year, and I'm probably going to do at least half the weekend with with a uh, stick and a string. It's, it, it'll be good. Yeah, it's a... It's a blast shooting 3Ds with a stick and string. Yeah. I don't know. That and stumping. I don't know if you've Oh, stumping's amazing. Yet. Oh, dude. I can't even say enough about like, it. You, if you shoot traditional and you don't bring your bow in the woods when you yeah. go checking cameras or just bumming around kind of mildly yep. scouting whatever you're doing out there. Yep. You're missing uh, out. You are missing yeah like it's it's yeah it's a blast let me because you... let me get a hold of 3d first before i start stumping <laughs> i mean yeah 3d or stumping stumping is... will help your 3d it's exactly all i was gonna say stumping is probably yep stumping so... is uh it it for me anyway it hones the skill level like i don't know Owns well, the it's skills all, it's all sure. on the spot and it's yep most of the time it's very small target it's yeah you know yeah you know there's a this weedy wildflower thing over here somewhere around 25 yards i'm gonna try and hit the yep. head or right. yep. oh there's this you know mound of dirt over there and there's some odd colored leaf i'm gonna try and hit that or mm-hmm. oh, that rotted stump has kind of a little hole in it. I wonder if I can hit that hole. Yep. <laughs> like so, it's oh, there's nothing it's more not fun than that. like it, it's, it's it's a lot of the aim small miss small kind of a yep. of a feel to it because you're picking out little details. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll do both. Maybe I'll do both. We'll see. Yeah. I've, I need to put a uh, man probably sometime this weekend. I need to get out and put game cameras out. I still haven't done it yet. They're all in my basement because I took them all I've out had, for the winter. It's like the first right first winter I've first winter I've ever like taken game cameras down. But I wanted yeah. to like there were a couple of the of the cameras yeah. that were acting kind of weird. And I wanted to mess with them, uh, but uh, yeah, I need to put them back out. And see, what we've got uh got moseying around the old farm. Yeah, I got to get back up to northern yeah. wisconsin and check mine they've been out for about a month and a half now i haven't had a chance to get back up there yeah yeah but yeah one thing before we uh switch gears here is you had mentioned letting someone shoot your bow mm-hmm. and i have to say that this is one thing that i have really fallen in love with in the traditional world is the friendliness when you see another traditional person. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. our group just got off the mountain. 
we had uh, came down and there's a kitty course when you are leaving like on the trail that all the the courses diverge on to come back down to the main area mm-hmm. and so we were just kind of like well we're here there's targets at 10 to 20 yards like perfect this is actually right. like a- applicable to us right <laughs> and so we kind of worked our way down through there and the big practice range is right on the other side of it and uh we had to walk past it and i'm looking at you know who's all shooting and i see this guy shooting a longbow Mm -hmm. and i just kind of like i was like 10 feet away from him i just kind of stopped and i was watching him shoot and he turns around after he shoots his last shot and he sees me standing with my longbow and he's just like hey there's more than one of us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we we start yep. BSing and uh I'm sitting here drooling over his bow and mm. we're talking and and he's like, Oh well if if you you know, everyone else was going to get lunch and he's like, Well if you don't mind sticking around for a second, like let me go grab my arrows, I'll let you shoot it. Like I didn't even ask. Mm-hmm. And pretty typical. And I'm like, um Yep, uh yeah, I'll I'll be right here. <laughs> And so I'm standing there yep. just like talking with his wife and it, this guy was a uh, Marine mm-hmm. that had never hunted until three years ago, rifle hunted for like a year mm-hmm. and a half and went, this is boring, <laughs> got a compound and now he's six months into traditional and uh nice good shot i mean the guy is dedicated yeah yeah it's obvious you know one of those people where when he sets his mind to something he's doing it right and uh this bow that he had was just gorgeous though it was a a bushman uh spartan and if you don't know what that is look it up yeah they're pretty that is all that picture you sent it was pretty oh it was gorgeous and it shot amazing Hmm. i mean granted it was 45 pounds so very light for me right but it was just butter and it took me two shots to be on at 20 like i I picked the target on one of the closer targets on the practice range put one that i skimmed the the spine and then started stacking arrows and i just kind of turned and looked at him and i'm like this thing is nice. Like, yeah, it sounds like you went all in on his first oh. uh, first drab bow. Yeah, I know that. I, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty steep. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they don't give those things away. They're nice. And yeah, that's, yeah. Well, it's oh, hard yeah. to. They're it, pretty. I, I had a yeah. You know, the guy that shot my shot my bow this weekend. You know, he asked the question. You know, what what's the what's the difference between you know the fifteen hundred dollar custom recurve and the one that you can buy at Cabela's and uh, oh I'm sorry it wasn't him it was uh I had the the uh son and dad that I shot with the first day and I was like man it's really hard to describe it I said it's kind of like the difference between driving a, a Toyota Camry and a Porsche like it's like yes they're it's both cars thing. yeah yes they're both cars they both get you from A to B 
uh, you know, how they do it might be a little bit different. The look and feel is a little bit different, but like, or the looks a little bit different, but like until you shoot one that is nice, like it's just, it's hard to, hard to get. It's hard to understand. And I was that way too. Yeah. Like until I had shot a, a buddy of mine's widow, I was like, why, why do you need to shoot like a, you know, a, a $1,200 recurve? And I'm not saying that you have to, but then I shot a $1,200 recurve and I was like, Oh, now I need a $1,200 recurve. Uh, yeah. so. There's, there's a difference. Yeah. Well, and that's, I am, it's a big one. I'm a firm believer that, cause I mean, I, I've, I've liked a lot of different bows, mm-hmm. but out of, I mean, I've shot Bob Lee's, I've shot widows. I've shot a handful of other customs and they all shot well. Mm-hmm. They all felt good, but when you find one that that fits sings you, to you, yeah, yeah, like it, yeah. it sings. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, Blaine. I mean, with the number of bows that you've went through, I'm assuming yeah. that you fu- you found one that just kind of clicked. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I got a couple couple that i can shoot equally well and yeah like you say they they just work yeah like this I mean, is it. it's not that the other ones are bad it's it's no uh, the grip it's is just... just right and yep like it's i mean the better that the grip fits your hand and how you naturally hold a bow yep the yep. less that you have to think about it the more consistent you'll be yep and yeah. then if the draw curve is right for your draw length and for how you like that feel then everything else yep. just kind of falls in yep. and and it's beautiful <laughs> once you find when it you it's find just that, like it's, oh man oh. what have i been missing yep yeah it's yeah, uh for sure I, i'm i'm very excited for things that are coming with uh with some stuff i'm picking up for drag gear so that's all that's all yeah. that's all i'll say about that um i'm so, getting a widow so i'm excited about that there you go well yeah it's gonna be a little bit I'll, a few months but i'll give you i'll give you a review when i go down and shoot one uh in a couple weeks oh I'll, I'll find your bow and i'll shoot it for you yeah I'll, go I'll, shoot I'll, a psa I'll, I'll i'll warm her up yeah. for you blaine don't worry Greenleaf psa uh, so is was there anything else with R one hundred or uh, golly with tack that was uh, worth mentioning? So um, out of our group, we pretty much everyone was over five hundred grains. Um, that's my light arrow. My three D arrow was right. a shade over five hundred. My my hunting arrow that I was using on half the courses is nine fifty. Um, right, and. Uh, that's we had guys shooting bows from 60 pounds up to my 80 um so that was on courses that were like i mentioned before averaging on the two big courses averaging 60 plus yards right um and had long shots beyond 100 and that's there wasn't any real uh moment of like uh 
you know, wishing for a lighter Re- regret. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, w- one thing that I see guys talk about a lot is that they want, they want a flat trajectory, not because of their, uh, their comfort with uh, the ability to hit the animal, but because they, they need to quote unquote, like shoot the gap uh, and between bushes or yep. trees or whatever, anything oh, else. We, we were doing that. <laughs> right so do you... like i said it none of these shots are trimmed right um, exactly. It's, exactly it's natural woods you know in between the ski runs mm-hmm. and so you got a randomly placed target in a in a cone that you're shooting from and mm-hmm. there's down trees there's limbs and leaves and all kinds of stuff in your way um, and that's honestly, anytime that I was, uh, seeing a tighter window where I thought that I might be hitting some, some small, uh, twigs and leaves and stuff, right. I shot, I shot my heavy arrow because it's going to deviate blew, less. Blew right through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and cause that's what you'll notice is. I mean, if you know your trajectory, you understand what kind of height range you need for different mm-hmm. types of shots. Right. Um, and so that's one where, you know, I might kneel to shoot instead of stand. Right. But I can still make the window. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, and I mean, granted, a lot of these shots are not shots that any of us would be typically taking in a heavily wooded area. Right. In I the mean, hunting woods. Yeah. Where you're shooting between two adult trees that are a foot apart, halfway between you and your target. <laughs> and so you've got this yeah. little tiny window and there's, there's the animal out at like 70, 80 yards and you're threading right. the needle, you know, through all these trees. That's probably not the most recommended shot to begin with. Um, right. Is it doable? Yeah. But it's one where I'd probably wait for a, a little more visibility. But, um, I mean, so you didn't, I, I guess the point that I want to make, or the, I guess the question I want to ask is, uh, you didn't feel, it sounds like you didn't feel at a disadvantage because you were shooting, a quote-unquote heavier arrow uh, no. compared to most. And, and that's, I mean, the preparation ties into that. I'm comfortable. Right. I mean, I run as heavy as I do for for my 80-pound bow because it puts me into a trajectory that I'm very familiar with. Right. And that's important to me. I could shoot faster, and it'd be... You know, that wouldn't be an issue, um, but I know that trajectory. I, I have a very good feel for it, and so that's what I tend to gravitate towards. And Right. And yeah. if you know your trajectory, then there's, you know, it answers a lot of those questions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I, um, I agree. I found that yeah, out. Especially, especially for me with a stick bow, man, that's in that. Just having that certain arrow weight, 
um, and you get used to the trajectory of it, and it, man, it makes a huge difference. Like, oh yeah, I I can't go below six hundred grains, five eighty, because it gets the my gaps are just jacked up, right? And I will blow every shot high almost. It seems like yeah. I I cannot get used to that trajectory of anything below. I guess five five hundred eighty grains probably. Um, I just I like that six hundred thirty to six fifty six seventy yeah. somewhere in there, and that's just my happy spot. So, mm-hmm. well, and that's I would I say um, when we ran the the sticks that yeah. with my um, not high end not high performance handmade like homemade longbow yeah um way different i felt a little disadvantaged (laughs) yeah (laughs) trying to make you know and that that was compared to you know some of the other guys had widows and and some some other nice bows and that's like i shot that that widow and was like man like 30 yards is like so much easier with this thing because right. I'm still looking at the target. Yeah, like, right. You aren't looking a foot <laughs> above it. Yeah. Like when I was yeah. taking 40, 50 yard shots with my longbow, I, I was not looking at, like I started at my target and then I was looking at the tops of the trees almost. Like it, it yeah, I felt mean, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you're but, I mean, taking that's at, probably. That's at 10 grains per pound <laughs> on a non performance design yeah and for 3d i would drop that down right for hunting i'm I'm comfortable with it to 20 or so yards and i don't plan on really hunting further than that with it right, right. so not it, with that it serves its anyway. purpose but for 3d it's like eh, it'd be nice to have <laughs> have a little yeah. more right yeah no, and i totally... mean Totally agree there. Yeah, I mean, you're taking one of the hardest bows to shoot from a yeah. just like a comfort standpoint, and yeah. you know, it's it's Flat not the most efficient. Style. Yeah, it's just a tough bow to shoot. So, for you, honestly, for you to even freaking hit foam at the distances you're talking about, pretty dang impressive to me. This, I mean, you haven't been doing trad too, shooting trad for too long. No, I don't not think. The... You know, I mean, on and off for like two years. Yeah, um, but, right. I mean, but you don't shoot every day. Consistently, yeah. Uh, like the last seven months, I've been shooting that longbow four yep. to five days a week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but so you're getting after it, but yeah. No, that's that's, that's a, a tough to kill one. with it. So yeah, we'll we'll yeah. see what I happens. Mean, it'll do the job, but that's. That just that style, nothing wrong with it. I mean, oh I yeah, no, it's a, it's a very challenging style of yeah, bow, um, yeah, because it is. you are vastly restricted in your in your speed. You are mm-hmm. very limited in the forgiveness of yes any of it. It's a short brace height. It's a yep. very touchy grip. Yep, it's, a lot of hand it's shock. Like everything sure. that you kind of look to avoid yep it has all wrapped up in one bow yep and so (laughs) when i get my new new recurve i 
it is i have this this like and i'm hoping i'm not building it up too much <laughs> but i just have this feeling of getting my new recurve when it shows up and just like falling into this like beautiful cloud <laughs> right of just like oh my god this is so much easier <laughs> yeah it is yeah um, definitely the when you i get guess into the, those the higher end bows yeah i guess you the know. only other thing that i want to touch on is uh one big thing that we try and use this event for primarily because we don't i guess none of us in our group have this type of terrain uh, very close to us or very accessible is uh, we kind of test run our hunting setups like uh, kit wise. Mm -hmm. So if, if you've got a new pair of boots and you want to see how they mm -hmm. perform on inclines and long treks, you know, as I was running my new uh, instincts from Cabela's, it's a Vibram boot with a, a sewn in gator that I want to use in the swamps and uh, up north this year. And like I put 20 miles on them in two days and had no hot spots. My feet felt fine. Like I was thoroughly impressed. That's mm -hmm. normally after like 10 miles, I've got a raw spot somewhere. And these ones, I had nothing. It um, turned out well. Good. Yeah, I was I was very happy, um, and that's uh, pretty much everyone else in our group was testing out new packs. Mm -hmm. um, that's two of them have an elk hunt scheduled for this fall, and so they had their pretty much their kit on them, um, and just giving it a test run, fit and feel, and you know balance and everything else, and. Um, I was using it as a shopping trip <laughs> because <laughs> I had, I had yep. all these different pack options and I'm like, okay, I really like that. And I really like this. And so that's, uh, after seeing all of those, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be picking up a, uh, mystery ranch, uh, cabinet. Um, I just kind of fell in love with that pack this weekend, but, uh, yeah, if you've got an event like this mm -hmm. anywhere close to you, I mean, I'm driving five and a half, six hours uh, for the the one that I go to. Like, go to it, use it as a testing ground, use it to test yourself. I mean, I have a long way to go in my uh, current drive for better fitness, but uh, I still manage to keep pace with couple of much more fit people than I am over like 25 <laughs> miles on a mountain. So I was, uh, yeah, definitely breathing heavy and sweating everywhere, but <laughs> I kept pace. <laughs> yep. Kept up. So if you, if you have an opportunity, I would definitely, definitely recommend it. Hmm. Well, uh, R100 is certainly not as challenging. Spoiler alert. Um, it, uh, all things considered, it was like, I, it, it's, you can tell it's obviously made as a course for people to just show up and just smash. 
uh, and and to have a good time for families to be able to go out there and have a good time and and not be you know so stressed out that they that they don't they don't enjoy it. Uh, it but it was a uh, I had a ton of fun. Um, I certainly did not shoot as well as I wanted to. Uh, and part of that was because I switched arrows halfway through the first day um, because I was something was going on with my release and I could not get these TETs to fly right. And I, I know it's my release because for the three weeks before that, I've been shooting the TETs and everything was fine. Uh, but I switched to the day sixes and was getting better flight out of it. But um, I had a lot. I was I was kind of frustrated with myself because I had a lot of the big targets like the the rhino and uh, I think what other ones I didn't shoot well on the Cape Buffalo uh, a, ha- a handful of others like of the larger ones I didn't uh, uh, I ended up fiving when like the eight was just gigantic. That's how and, it works, man. It was so annoying. It's because you weren't shooting a grizzly stick, so you didn't think it. Would... No, it was on the grizzly sticks. I, I was, I was shooting, shooting the grizzly, grizzly sticks stick. on those. Yeah. Oh, it was. It's yeah. funny how that works, though, because oh. Dang it. we had back backwards. Uh, well, we had a a moose at like eighty-seven or ninety. We had mm-hmm. a buffalo at like one hundred and five, and like we. Probably, if you looked at the biggest targets on the course that were long range, we probably scored better than those averaged on the 50-yard rabbit and the toads. Like, Hmm. you're looking at this tiny little target, and it's out 45, 50, 60 yards you know, with like the like Reinhardt rabbits and like the poison frogs, right? And somehow you you blast that thing, <laughs> but yeah, but you apparently just get lazy <laughs> when you so, got so much room. There's there's something something I have found. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you guys or not. I actually uh, mentioned this to Jake Downs this this morning. I think I have found in the last month shooting 3d with a trab bow that bedded targets are my nemesis. Like if a target is very low to the ground, it screws me up like something bad. I always hit low, always, always, always hit low on bedded targets and it drives me nuts. See, I'm always the opposite. I always hit high. (laughs) I don't know why. Like that freaking stupid rising boar, you know, the one that's yeah, sitting yeah. half up. That's like, <laughs> oh, gosh, I hate that target. Oh, I hate that one. But uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I always shoot high, though, for some reason. Like, so that was weird. That was part of my issue was half the ones that were bedded that weren't like weren't far shots, like 15 to 20 yards. I think the furthest shot that a trad bow stake was, was 25. And I'm pretty sure that was on the elephant, uh, which I 12 ringed, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm basically ready for Africa now. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Pretty much. But, yeah, man, I 
I really wish I would have shot better. I still, <laughs> uh, I took fourth place, uh, so I'm kind of a big deal, but there was like eight entries, so uh, I was in the middle of the pack, yeah. uh, but I like, I, I think, <laughs> I think my cumulative average between the two, I want to say was like a hair under eight and I had, I had more zeros than I want to talk about. Uh, so we'll, we'll just put it that way. And like stupid ones, like ones where I'm like, I have no clue how I completely air mailed it on this ones where like, like I knew my point on distance. Like for example, when I switched to that stupid heavy day six shooting out of my silly little light recurve limbs for 3d, uh, my point on was around 20 to 21 yards, give or take. And there was a target at like 15 and I was like, okay, need to like basically hold at the bottom of its belly more or less. And then I would shoot and it would like go underneath them. And like, those were the one, like I, every zero I had was a low shot, all of them. And you, you think so you were like collapsing or I don't think so. Uh, well, th this was the other problem I ran into, uh, that I inflicted on myself day one Blaine. Well, I mean, you, I think you both know about this. Uh, I basically ripped like the half, like the side of my lip off. Oh yeah. In, in warm up shots. So I started getting like self-imposed target panic <laughs> because I was terrified. <laughs> like every time I shot, like it was like somebody yep. was just like socking me in the mouth. Uh, and, and it hurt like a mother. And so I was getting target panic. I was getting target Been panic, from that, which was not helpful. Um, but it, it was it was a fun experience. But here's here's something I haven't told you guys that uh, that I think you might find interesting. Um, after shooting R100, I obviously I want to shoot. I want to shoot a lot more 3D. But not only do I want to shoot 3D with my recurve, I am now like hell bent on getting a 3D setup for my compound because man, and, and, don't get me wrong. The guys I shot with were fine, but I saw some guys that, well, I learned a lot of things about 3D. I'm going to mention this other part here in a minute, but I saw some, some of these scores and I'm like, I like, I know these guys like aren't like they're good, but they're not that good yeah and i saw some of these scores and i'm like my god like could i because i've never shot i've never shot 3d with a compound like could i be competitive in a known yardage and that's kind of that was you know the thing is all of r100 is known yardage mm -hmm. uh, I, I guess you could make it unknown if you really if you, you wanted know, to kept kept yourself honest yeah but uh there's no there's no unknown class but watching uh watching some of these guys shoot uh, I was like, God, like, I think the furthest shot for Hunter class was 45 yards. And yeah. and that was on like, like the big game, like yep. moose and elephant and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, so and that's uh, why after I went to tack, I went R100. It's just kind of boring. Yeah. And, like, and I totally get that. It's like, it's a it's, it's a ton a of fun. To, it's a sh fun shoot. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's not challenging. It's yeah, not challenging. It's, it's the challenging part is I, just I say I say that targets. You know, right. if if you like last time that I did R one hundred, we did all hundred in a day. Mm -hmm. Golly, and that was a long that's time a standing in line. Yes. Oh, that's that's the other thing with R one hundred is they don't have knock times or tea times or whatever yep. you want to call them, 
and like you'd you'd get to a stage where it's uh it's a twofer stage mm-hmm. where you're shooting at two targets and there would be four groups in front of you of five people each and you're gonna you're gonna stand or sit there hmm. which i didn't bring a chair other lesson i learned about 3d bring a chair uh but uh there were two or three stages where we where we stood around for the better part of probably an hour yeah uh and then that nothing against me. the kids but but then but then you know the kids would airmail it and they'd they'd run around look for their arrows for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and you know you aren't about to at least i'm not about to bark at a you know a 10 year old to just get you know get to the next stage and move <laughs> they make more every uh, day right so <laughs> um i don't know but it was it, it was still a really good time and i'm a hundred percent gonna go back to that one yeah uh missouri missouri has one but it's right in the middle of turkey season i hope it's not that way next year uh, but then there's another one up in Iowa in like two months that I might, I might try and hit up and bring the wife with, but nice. it was a really good time. The other thing that I learned about 3d is that people are liars. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, it's that magic pencil. Dude. Well, and it, okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't the people that yeah. I shot with. There was a guy that he was, he was like before us and after us, like he was bouncing all over the place. He was kind of an oddball. But so he shot, apparently, because he sat like next to us when we got back to the scoring like tent. Uh, he apparently he shot like open unlimited, you know, which is like the you know, bring your gazillion inch stabilizer. But he had like a hunting setup, which is kind of odd. But I he said like he like was walking by us and was like, yeah, zero the last one. And then I like watched him zero another one. And then somehow the guy ends up in top 10 for open unlimited. You don't end up in top 10 for open unlimited if you airmail on two separate targets. And and I was just like, "Mm, I'm not so sure about this. And that's when I learned you can't trust any of these guys. Uh, it's not to say, I mean, I'm sure the overwhelming majority of people, especially in a, in a fun shoe, like it's not, it's not even a competitive shoe. It wasn't for money, but like, I can only imagine what guys start doing when money is involved. Well, and Uh, that's why when money's involved, you typically have to have someone else score you. Ah, well, that's good to know. That's good to know. At least a lot of the events that I've done, you are not calling your shots. Right. Someone else oh, in your shooting party right. is calling right. the shots and recording. Right. And that, that I was just say that's kind of like if I had like once again, not like it really mattered because it wasn't a competitive shoot. Uh, but if I had one that was even like close, I would I would walk up. I'd like kind of, you know, look at my arrow and I just I'd step back and I'd say, all of you guys tell me what this is. Yep. Uh, and just because I wanted to like keep myself honest and, you know, and, and I think every time it broke the way I thought it was going to, uh, but there were a couple of, you know, close ones where I was like, I I'd rather get someone else's opinion on this, especially somebody that's been shooting 3d longer than me. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting experience to see like, and it was just, it was just that person in particular. I didn't, I didn't see anyone else that I thought like this, this dude's cheating. Uh, except for a score that I looked up that I mentioned to you guys yeah. that I was, I was very, 
confused about. But actually, I kind of, like I take it back, but also like not really because that would have been on the North American side. That's the one that I sent to you guys. Yep. Uh, but that's at R100. They have the uh, um, apple on the deer, yep. uh, which can which is a tw- bonus thir- 20, 20 uh well it's uh uh yeah so like uh, so it's if you don't take the shot it's 10 if you take the shot it's 14 if you hit the apple on the nose of the deer it's 24 i think yeah I th- I think so you can so you can you can make up a ton of ground there but the score that, that guy posted like even with that it's v- extremely questionable uh so I don't know if he like took his own handicap like into account because for the R1000, uh, yeah. uh, ever, everyone gets a handicap. So I don't know if he, I think traditional gets a 150 point handicap. So I don't know if he added just like 75 points like onto what his score was, uh, because like that would make more sense, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting, but I will say the guys I've shot with, uh, Grant, we've like never really kept score, but the guys that we've shot with um, at the track club that I've joined and the guys I shot with at R100 all seem to be very honest people. So I just found it interesting uh, that people would just cheat on a on a fun shoot. Just blew my mind. <laughs> but yep. Anyway. Uh, I was starting to think if there's anything else, or I, I, I feel like I had something else to say about, about this. Um, oh, okay. Blaine, this is like the whole reason that I wanted you to come on. Uh, so, uh, as I'm going to start wading into the 3d waters of like wanting to be competitive but like hunting is still my main goal here here's what i'm thinking so sam is making me another set of limbs uh uh, they're gonna be around 40 pounds or so right my hunting limbs are 54 pounds or whatever so what Mm -hmm. i'm thinking that i should do and i would like to get your perspective Mm -hmm. on this is uh effectively like i'm going to i'm going to end up shooting both of these limbs uh, on probably a WF 19 riser, uh, because that seems like it's a very, nice. a very nice Great choice. riser that is, uh, good for 3d and also really good for hunting. It's, it's a little heavy. Uh, but as, as long as I'm like, if I was, if I was going to, uh, you know, if I had to have like a mega ultra lightweight bow, then maybe I wouldn't do that riser, but, Otherwise, like it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. probably the best, like it's, it's the best it's the middle, middle ground. That's me. Uh, it's the best middle ground between uh, 3D <laughs> and uh, hunting riser. So, yeah. So then I'll have my 40 pound limbs, my 55 pound limbs on there and I'll, I'll shoot my 55s, you know, and not just during hunting season. I'll, I'll shoot them throughout the year. But here's right. what I'm thinking I should do. I'm thinking that I should find a uh, same OD, same outside diameter arrow or similar outside diameter arrow and build it to where it is the same grains per pound as my hunting arrows so that my trajectory is essentially identical. Uh, So when I switch from my 3D weight to my hunting weight, if the grains per pound stays the same, 
then effectively my feet per second on my trajectory will also be the same. And I'm yeah, thinking, I'm thinking that's probably the most logical way to approach it, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. I mean, I've never tried you seem, that. You seem apprehensive about this. Well, no, just I've, I've never, I've never tried that. I, I obviously, yeah, that, that would be, a, I think that'd be a great choice or a great, great thing to do. Um, I just say frick it and just shoot my heavyweight, heavier weight hunting bow and, you know, shoot the same setup for everything. But um, I don't shoot, a, like, I don't travel and shoot a shit ton of 3D either, like you're kind of wanting well, to I don't, do. I, I mean, or, you know, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know I'll be traveling, but yeah. Right, you know, but. I, I think it'd be more probably... of a, the, the lightweight limbs are going to be allowing for uh, more focused practice and more focused form, mm-hmm. right? Not, you know, after, you know, on the last shot, you're not, you know, thinking about the weight at all. You're still fresh and you're still focused on your form, right? Right. And so if you can have, um, you know, a similar trajectory then you're not messing with your hunting uh eyes your mindset mindset um but you're allowing yourself uh the ability to do longer practice sessions yep for you know 3d purposes and for improving your your consistency yeah no i think it's i think that's a great idea um and you know maybe I don't shoot like over 50 pounds much anyway. So I shoot right around 50 plus or minus a couple pounds. So that, you know, that makes a difference too. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need to go lighter because it's a 50 ish is a manageable weight for me. Um, Mm -hmm. If I was shooting, if I was shooting 55 ish upper fifties. Yeah, totally. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause it just doesn't make sense to, you know, right. wear yourself out. I was Same thing for indoors, my like 76 shot... for 50 targets. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and, I and mean, you know, you something, it, I, something I learned that I didn't, uh, um, <laughs> I would have preferred to have a lighter one. <laughs> yeah. I bet you would have. Cause that just sounds miserable. <laughs> Uh, but something I learned that about, you know, when I shot Sam's limbs for the first time and I'd shoot, you know, 50 arrows in, you know, the span of, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes, uh, you know, I've, I've felt whipped, uh, and I was like, man, maybe, maybe I'm kind of a puss, uh, which I am, but then, uh, <laughs> like shooting, shooting it oh shooting that that amount of arrows over the course of a 3d like uh course over the course of a 3d course uh uh was way easier um or or i i just i i have found that shooting the same amount of arrows in a short amount of time versus shooting the same amount of arrows over the course of a 3d course is way easier and obviously i mean that that should go without saying but it's something that i like i just figured out i was like oh well right if you're shooting 3d like yeah, you like yeah, a little bit lighter, between. right? Exactly, a little bit lighter is is definitely helpful. But 
yeah. you like don't don't think that you're going to be just your you know your back's going to be absolutely destroyed or your your uh, shoulders are going to be destroyed uh, like they would when you're having like a hard shooting session and you're shooting you know you're shooting a uh, uh, you know three or five arrows going to grab them turn around and flinging them again uh, yeah. you know in the course of three minutes uh, or like that's, just, uh, that's not the case oh go ahead yeah like shooting indoors at a one spot like you know shooting one spot with a stick bow um mm-hmm. yeah that talk about talk about you know brutal when you're not used to that or when you're shooting mm-hmm. too much you know a little bit too much draw weight or whatever yeah that'll kill your shoulders right. pretty quick um yeah but i mean that's i i don't know for me i like that 50 ish pound range because i i don't get worn out and also one thing i do at home i don't shoot groups a ton anymore um if i'm feeling if i'm feeling like it i will but a lot of times i'll just shoot one arrow at a time and just go pull it and you know that saves a lot of energy too but i don't know uh we're gonna pull back the curtain a little bit here for the listeners so we use a program uh, that allows the four of us to uh, hop in. <laughs> and here's Blaine. Hi. Hi, Blaine. Uh, we use a program that allows the four of us to get to get together. Well, I bet. Uh, that allows the four of us to get together and record. And uh, Blaine is having some Wi-Fi issues. Uh, so it keeps kicking him off. So uh, I apologize if this episode was a little, a little rougher than others, uh, but I'll do my best to clean it off and post prod. But we've really, we've about said everything that yeah, I think we so. need to, right? I think. I mean, did you have anything else that you wanted to touch base with uh, R100 or with your newfound love for 3D? I don't think so. Uh, really, just that I'm going to... Uh, I, I really think that I'm going to start like I'm going to try and like hunt down shoots that allow me to shoot trad and like a hunter class uh, yeah. and I'll be running the course twice. So it might be some really busy weekends for me, but I'm kind of uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how one or the other might help me. Uh, so as as anyone who knows me is probably not surprised, I have an extremely addictive personality so I'm not uh, I'm not surprised in the least bit that I am now really excited for uh, for some 3D stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that's I think that's about it. Uh, was there anything else from you, Rob? No, not really. Um, had a good time and already planning next year. So yep, yep. I'm already I've got I think three shoots planned in the next month and a half. So. Uh, oh yeah yeah there's there's yeah. always shoots going on around here yeah so. yeah i'm pretty pumped Alrighty. well uh i think next week well i don't know when this one's gonna air i know we have we have two really cool shows coming up that i think are going to be after this one uh they will be uh one is going to be with a guy named shane simpson from the cali chronicles uh cali chronicles is a uh uh page slash YouTube channel that kind of thing that he has going on for his blood tracking dog uh, who is incredibly talented and he's got some really cool data uh, that we're going to look at on what he thinks about certain uh, broadhead types and uh, 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 
the ability for you to recover your animal or for the the ability for somebody else to recover their animal. And then we're going to have Joel Turner on. And Joel Turner is going to come on and uh, brain doctor us all and talk about uh, his shot IQ program and which Blaine has gone through. And uh, I have a gut feeling that I'm about to drop some money on. So uh, pretty, pretty excited yep, to have Joel I'm, on. Uh, I'm already planning to drop some money on that as well. So, yep. Oh, I know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. All righty. Cool. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Once again, sorry about all the technical difficulties. Hopefully, I figure all that out in post-prod. And until next time, stay lethal. And don't forget the olive oil. Mm-hmm.